Good evening. Hope all of you are doing well. Maseches Megillah Daftes, starting at a new Mishnah at the bottom of Chesamid Beis, the Mishnah of Ein Bain, another Mishnah of Ein Bain. Um, and uh, this is about the writing of Sifrei Torah, Tefillin, and Mezuzos. And then on the Amid Beis, we'll jump into some, some other stuff about the Beis HaMikdash. Should be great. Wait a second. Did we do Daftes already? No. I'm so confused. Okay. Here we go. Says the Gemara. There's no difference between writing Svarim, which is Torah Nevi'im and scrolls, or the parchment of Tefillin and Mezuzos. Tefillin and Mezuzos are in one category. That is, the Svarim of Tanakh can be written in any language. That Tefillin and Mezuzos have to be written in Ashuris. Ashuris is the language that we have in our Torah, the block letter, the fancy you know, with a sofer and a scribe, Rashbag Omer, he argues on the Tanakama, where the Tanakama had said that by Svarim, by Tanakh, it can be in any language. Omer, af Svarim, even when it comes to Tanakh, lo it can only be written in Yavanis. Now, obviously, it can also be written in Hebrew. It didn't mean to exclude that. That's how the Torah was given in Hebrew. But the Torah cannot be written b'chol lashon, says the Rashbag against the Tanakhama. It can only be written in Hebrew and in Yavanis and in Greek. And we'll see, Samari Mekomos, that this isn't Stam. Yavanis is not just a social language. It has, its influence is actually from the Torah. We still see it's Yafta Lukim Yefes, as we'll soon see in the Gemara. So that's what the, the Mishnah says. The Gemara says that, as has been the theme with the Ein Bains, the Gemara opens with an inference about something else that's common to the two things being compared in the Mishnah, HaLetofren Begidin, that which we have to stitch things together with Gidin, with the sinews of the animal. We spoke about this idea before, about Tumas Yadayim, that the scroll makes your hands into Shneim Latuma. The reason why they did that is because it, people were leaving their food there, mice were eating the cloth, it was a problem. Anyways, in the halachas of using Gid, of using sinews to stitch things together, Zev is Shoven. Okay, three lines from the bottom on Chesim and Beis. We're going to now see a source in the, from a Mishnah in Yadayim, and this is going to be a contradiction to our Mishnah, and we're going to see five different approaches um, rejecting, or each one rejecting the one prior, five different approaches to this machlokas. So let's review what our Mishnah said. The Tanakhama said that a Sefer, seemingly all Svarim Tanakh, can be written b'chol lashon. Fine. Urminhu, we learned in a in the Mishnah in Yadaim. I'll just be referring to the, this next line as the Mishnah in Yadaim over the course of the next half of an Amun. The Mishnah in <clears throat> Yadaim writes, if you have a mikra, you have a Hebrew word, shakasvo targum, and instead of the Hebrew word that belonged there, you wrote the targum word, or vitargum shakasvo mikra, or the Torah actually used an Aramaic word, and in its place you wrote the Hebrew, or if you used viksav ivri, which was seemingly an earlier dialect of the Hebrew language, it will not be metame the hands, meaning the scroll doesn't yet have the kedusha of a scroll proper. We're supposed to skip the word So this is the shita of the Mishnah in Yadayim against our Tanakama. Our Tanakama said you can write in any language. But here, the Mishnah in Yadayim says that it has to be ksav ashuris. So that's a problem. Because our Mishnah says, the Tanakhama says any language. And here we see, no, it has to be Ksav Ashuris. So because of that. Is it a different 
like set of characters the letters look different it would be the difference like for example cursive hebrew and block letters uh -huh. it's uh, not aleph base it's still aleph base but it's just different uh, not a different language it's just different uh different style different it's font like 22 letters right yeah. Yeah. Uh, it's not so clear because if you look in rashi here at the bottom of the page he refers to this dialect on the very last line of rashi he says al ever hanahar that was the language of the ksab by ever hanar i mean you have to be a historian buff to know what was going on and what that location is. We don't know what that means. Uh, we don't know. I, don't, I don't know what that means, I should say. But anyways, uh, that's the stiras, that our Mishnah has a very expansive, all languages are allowed, and the, the, the Mishnah in Yadayim says it has to be Ashuras. So Amar Rava, this is not a conflict. Lokasha, no problem. Khan begufan shalanu. Khan begufan shalohen. Wow, this is unbelievable. What does that mean with the bodies of the letters that we have? Says Rashi, crazy Rashi to explain the Gemara. Top line, When it says that it can be written in any language, it doesn't mean that any alphabet can be used, but rather, the letters are the same. So for example, if you say, um, you know, God spoke to the people, then in Ksav Ashuris, God is Gimel Dalid, spoke is Samach, Pei, Vav, Kuv, and two is Tes, Vav, V is, I don't know how you do that in Hebrew, and the people is uh, Pei, Yud, right? Just people. That's what Rashi is saying is happening here. Khan, in our Mishnah, when it says Begufan Shalanu, that it's talking about our lettering and it's Bechol Lashon, it's Ksav Ashuris, but it's transliterated into the language of your choice. It must be in Ksav Ashuris. And Khan, in the Mishnah from Yadayim, he's talking about Begufan Shalan, that is Ksav Ashuris Mamish, talking in Hebrew with the Hebrew language. And therefore, there's no conflict between them at all. Says the Gemara, Amar says, How did you understand the Mishnah and Yadayim? You, you said that that was talking about the Gufan Shalahan, that it was talking about the letters that are actually Ksav Ashuris. So says the Gemara, if that's the case, then my area, why is it that the Mishnah and Yadayim at the bottom of Chesamut Bey says, Mikra Shakaswa Targum and Targum Shakaswa Mikra? Why were you then? If your whole point is to say that it's the actual letters of Savashuris and it's the actual language of Savashuris, then why does the Mishnah in Yodayim speak about a case of a word that is really Hebrew where you wrote Targum or a word that's really Targum where you wrote Hebrew? So it says the Gemara, finishing off its question, Afilu mikra shakasvo mikra v'targum shakasvo targum. Nami, no matter what, if you don't write it in Ashuris, it's not kosher. Doktani achi yichtevenu Ashuris al sefer uvidyo. So says the Gemara, your distinction, Rava, that the Mishnah that we have in our Masechta is speaking about Ashuris, but writing and transliterating into any other language and establishing the Mishnah in Yadayim to be a Mishnah that speaks about using Ksav Ashuris for Hebrew, that can't, be, that can't be, because then the beginning of the Mishnah in Yadayim doesn't make sense. And that leads us then to our second answer. We're six lines down on Testament Aleph. Ella says the Gemara, Lokasha, it's not a problem for another reason. Our Mishnah, the Tanakhama of our Mishnah, and the Mishnah on Yadayim is not a stira. One is talking about the Sheet of the Rabbanon, and one is talking about the Sheet of Rab Shimon ben Gamliel. So the Sheet of Rab Shimon ben Gamliel is going to be the, the Halacha of Yadayim, where he says Ashuris. And uh, the Sheet of the Rabbanon is going to be the Tanakhama of our Mishnah. Says the Gemara, if you want to say that the Mishnah in Yadaim is really the, sh the Shita of Rav Shimon ben Gamliel and it's speaking about Ksav Ashuris, 
we have a problem. And the problem lies in our Mishnah. What did Reb Shimon ben Gamliel say in our Mishnah? Reb Shimon ben Gamliel, ha'ika yivanis. If we uh, speak about Reb Shimon ben Gamliel, he says, it's not only Ksavashuris, it's also Greek. So therefore, we can't say that this is the distinction of the Rabbanan and Reb Shimon ben Gamaliel. So we move on to our third answer to our stira between our Mishnah and the Mishnah. In Yodayim, Ella says the Gemara Lokashia, Kan Bisvarim, Kan Our Mishnah in Meseches Megillah is speaking about Svarim, Tanakh. That's where the Tanakhama says that any language is kosher. However, when it comes to the Mishnah in Yadayim that says that it has to be Ksavashuris, that's talking about Tefillin and Mezuzos. Ask the Gemara, Tefillin and Mezuzos, my time. Why is it that we would, if this is the case, why would it be the case that Tefillin and Mezuzos have to be Ksavashuris? Oh, so says the Gemara, my time. The reason is because Mishum Dechsiv Behu Vihayu. It says in both of these, uh, in both of these mitzvot by Tefillin and Mezuzah, Vihayu Hadivarim Ma'ele, Vihayu Behav Yasan Yehu. As it was given, it needs to be. So therefore, because it has it has the pasuk, the parshios were pushed into the batim, and the parshios were pushed into the mezuzah, and the pasuk says Vihayu Advarim Ma'ele, and Vihayu has to be just like it was given. Therefore, has to be Ksav Ashuris. Says the Gemara, fine, but still. This distinction doesn't really work. How are we understanding things now that the Mishnah from Yadayim is speaking about tefillin and mezuzos? So says the Gemara, my targum shakas from mikra ikra. The whole, the whole thing about the Mishnah and Yadayim was that it spoke about a case where there was targum that was written as mikra and mikra that was written as targum. And the Gemara says, Bishlama Torah, I understand that in the Torah, we actually have some of these things. Ika yagar, yagar sahadusa, the famous example where uh, in the Pasuk it says yagar sahadusa, and then uh, Yaakov referred to it as galed, which is the same exact thing. One's in Aramaic, but it's part of the language of the Torah. Fine. Elahacha, but in Tfilin and Mezuzos, my targumika. If the Mishnah and Yadayim is going to be speaking about the case of Tefillin and Mezuzos, then it has to be Metzius, what the Mishnah is talking about. And if the Mishnah says that there's a case of Targum that was written as Mikra, and we're trying to figure out if it works, that's got to be the reality. So where is that? So then the Gemara rejects answer number three. Yeah, the Gemara says elsewhere that's a freaky, that that word is an African word. I don't know what that means, but that's what the Gemara is. Where is that? We learned that somewhere. Is that Brachos somewhere? Sure, sure. It's an uh, what? I probably thought it was a. I thought it was an open gemara, but that's not targum. That's not targum. It wasn't a translation. It was a borrowed word. But that's a great question. I thought about that while I was learning this, but I didn't look it up. That's a great question. So says the gemara. Because of this question, we reject this third answer, and we move on to answer number four. The Mishnah in Yadayim is speaking about the Megillahs, uh, the Megillah of Esther. And Khan Besvarim, our Mishnah on, in Megillah, is talking about Svarim uh, of Tanakh. So it says the Gemara, Megillah, my time. What's the Havamina to assume that a Megillah would be Ashuris only? As it is written and according to their language, and that would mean Ashuris. Says the Gemara, what are the samplings within? Uh, the Megillah, my Targum Shekasvo Mikra Ika. What are the samples of Aramaic that are found inside the Megillah? Says the Gemara, two answers. On number one, Amarav Papa, Vinishma Piskam Hamelech. And it was heard the word of the king. Now, Piskam is an Aramaic word. If you've done uh, Shnai Mikra, then you'll know Piskama is a common word. So that's what the Gemara says. Piskam is not a Hebrew word. 
So that's the example that the Brisa, that the Mishnah and Yadayim is bringing or hinting to, I should say, Vinishma Piskamamel. Rav Nachman Bar Yitzchak gives another one. I did not know that this word was Aramaic. So what does the Gemara say? Who knew? Yikar? To give covet? Yakar in Hebrew is a modern Hebrew word. I didn't know that. I don't know. <laughs> it's, uh, I know, but maybe this usage of kavod is different, but that's what the Gemara says. <coughs> Rav Nachman Bar Yitzchak treats this word as a word of Targum, and he uses it as the sample to validate the Mishnah and Yadayim as functioning as referencing Megillah. Haraya and the Ksuba, Lush and Darden is Aikir, which means that it's probably Started. I'm just, what about his, what about? Uh, it's interesting, but which came first? So I think that, I think the chicken was the Torah. Oker, Ve'ozin, Ve'afarna, whatever the language. Maybe the chicken came before the egg. The chicken came before the egg. Yeah, I don't know who's listening to my Dafyomi share, but I think the chicken came before the egg. So that's what the Gemara says. We're a little, about a third of the way down, and then we see answer number five. By the way, just to be clear, the first three answers were rejected. Answer number four is acceptable. The distinction being that our mission in Megillah is speaking about Sifrei Tanah, and the mission in Yadayim is speaking about the Megillah. That works. Ravashi says a different and more complex answer. Ravashi Omar Kitanya Hahi. When the uh, the word Tanya is a difficult word here because it's not a brisa. Should it be Kitnan or something like that? It's Kitanya Hahi. When that Mishnah uh, from Yadayim was taught. It was not talking about Tanakh, it was talking about Sha'ar Svarim. So Rashi here says Sha'ar Svarim is scrolls that exclude the five books of Moses and include Nevi'im and Ksuvim only. So then the way that this would work is that our Mishnah is speaking about the Torah, the five books of Moshe, the Chamisha Chumshe Torah, and what the Brisa, what the Mishnah and Yadayim on the bottom of the page is speaking about is only Nevi'im and Ksuvim that have to be Biksav Ashuris. Okay, and also the Ravashi adds, it's also the Shita of Rabbi Yehuda. Titania, we have a Brisa, and we're going to see three versions of this Brisa because the Brisa is very, very difficult to understand at face value. What does the Brisa write? This is a Shita that we saw, that Tfilin and Mezuzos, they have to be in Ashuris. Now this part is the hard part. And the rabbis allowed for tefillin and mezuzahs to be written in Greek. It almost looks like the wires got crossed. That's not what the Mishnah said. The Mishnah didn't say tefillin and mezuzahs could be written in Greek, only the Sifre Torah. So the Gemara says, you can't say that Rabbosenu Hitiru Yovanis, that the rabbis allowed for tefillin and mezuzahs to be written in Greek. We just said that by the tefillin, by the mezuzahs, the Pasuk says, you're not allowed to do that in any other language other than Ksavashuris. Uh, Ella, therefore, let's see the second version of this brisa. Ella Ema, really, what it should say is Svarim Nichtav Yovanis. Really, all of the scrolls should be able to be written in any language, and the rabbis allowed even Yovanis. So says the Gemara. I don't understand. Hitiru, when the rabbis say Hitiru Michlal, the Tanakama Osar, but the Tanakama was not Osar. The Tanakama said all languages. So what do you mean, all the languages are mutter? Yes, I agree, and even Greek. We, it's all languages. What are you obviously are making an error in the language. Ella, so says the Gemara version three of this brisa and the final version of this brisa, which actually works. Ella Ema, really, what it should say is Ella Ema Rabbo Lohi Tiru 
Ella Yevanis. It's a limiting comment. And this, the Mepharshim explains, is attributed to Rab Shimon ben Gamliel, which is exactly his language at the end of our Mishnah. And that is what the Brisa means. So the Brisa would then conclude that the Tanakama holds Svarim Nichtav Mechol Lashon, and then Rabbi uh, Shimon ben Gamliel limits it to be only in Yevanis. Vitanya, Amar Yehuda, Afk Sheitiru Rabosenu Yevanis, when the rabbis argued with the Tanakama, the Tanakama in our Mishnah who held that it was all languages were allowed for a scroll. And then, when we allowed Yavanis, it was only true by a Sefer Torah. And the reason why we allowed Yavanis was because of the famed story of the king of Egypt, Talmai Hamelech, or Ptolemy, as we would say in the English parlance, not much of a difference, because we know the famous story of the 72 rabbis. This is the story. And we're going to see the 15 textual changes that took place, seemingly derech nevuah v'neis. It's not normal. I was just talking to Rabbi Mushel before we started tonight about something that uh, is extremely rare, I believe, in Jewish history that comes out in this Gemara. And I'll, I'll highlight it when we get there. Detanya, two-thirds of the way down. The Brisa writes, Maisa betalmai hamelech. There's a story with Talmai, the king of Egypt. He collected 72 rabbis. And he put them in 72 houses. He didn't tell them why he gathered them. And he walks into each house and he gives each of them a task. And he, he, nobody knows what the other person's task is. You need to write for me the Torah of Moshe Rabbeinu all of the uh, the Chamisha Chumshe Torah. Now, Nasan Akadosh Baruch Hu Balev Kol Echad Vechad Eitza. Akadosh Baruch Hu gave advice to each of these people, and now help me translate these words. V'hiskimu Kulan Ladas Achas. They all agreed to one thing. Yeah, I don't think it means they agreed to Hashem. They all agreed with each other. How? That was exactly what I said That's to Rabbi Michelle. So the pashtas of this Gemara is that they had a network of Navua, which is extremely rare if, in history, right? That's not normal. So what is Vihiskimu? It says Vihiskimu Kulan Ladas Achas. They all agreed. Did they, does it mean they all agreed like, you know, uh, cognitive telepathy? Like, is it that Navua? It doesn't mean that they ended up be a daim writing the same exact thing, and that's what it means that hiskimu kula hiskimu sounds like what should we do, Rabosai? Okay, he's going to come back and cross reference everything. Let's all write the same. That's what it sounds like. So Rabbi Michelle said the only other time that he could think of offhand where we had massive. I, I mentioned the uh, yes, yeah, Sarah Dibros, everybody died, Parchanish Masam, and then they were put back in. That was one only that was the primary time that we had a public public nevuah. But other than that, he said, El Dadu Meidad, that was another possibility. But if this language is right, it, it requires research, then if we're learning it right, and I'm not sure we are, but if we are, then it uh, could be a very unique occurrence in Jewish history. So Rashi doesn't say anything. So the Gemara then tells us, what? Maybe it isn't on the people. Maybe it's on the fact that all the words came together. It could the be. The, the words, the Gemara, the, we wouldn't have spoken like that. The Ischimu. The Ischimu is there's what to debate, and we concluded. That's a Ischimu. The Kasfu. Yeah, but, but still, even when you have the plural of they all agree, you could say that the words that they finally put down were all the same. That's what the agreement was. Instead of them sitting together in a chabura and deciding, it's just that. Sure, that's, yeah, independent. That's, sure, that's, 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 for sure, that is right. I'm not saying that I'm right. 
I'm just saying the language is the Omer Darshani because it looks not like the way you're saying it. It looks like it was a public, uh, whatever, uh, a network Nabua, whatever. How is our word for it? I don't know. I don't know what the language is. But yeah, it would have been amazing. P.S. It's very hard to explain this Gemara without saying that. And it's very hard to explain the Gemara saying that. So I don't know what the answer is. So then let's learn all the 15 changes. Some of them are famous and obvious. Others are more subtle. The, the Kasvulo, they all wrote for him, for Talmai Melech. The first change was on the Pasuk number one. Instead of writing Breshis bar Elohim, they wrote Elohim bar Breshis. Because if you say Breshis bar Elohim, there was this entity called Breshis that was bar Elohim that created a God, Rahman al-Atzlan. That's uh, Kvira. And then Adam That's not what we have. It's Nase Adam So they all change that pasuk as well. Hard for hard to understand if you say he stopped on Shabbos. It implies implies he did Malacha on Shabbos. So they changed it to Shishi. The next three words should be deleted. And it was Biraam. Hava should have been Nerda. Right, Hava Erdava Avalesham Sivasam by the Migdal Bavel, but Titzchak Sara Bikroveha should have been Bikirva, changed because seemingly Rashi writes that Avraham had laughed also. He wasn't called to task for laughing, but she was called to task. Sounds a little bit uh, fishy. Why was only one of them? So they changed it to Bikroveha. Kibapam Hargu Shor. That was not what the Pasuk says. Kibapam Hargu Ish. They killed people, we didn't want them to think that the Jews were violent. It doesn't say no sebne adam in the Pasuk. The Pasuk says, So no sebne adam is, is more hush of Rashi, right? That they, they shouldn't think, that Talmai Amelech shouldn't think that Moshe put them on a donkey, which is not a mechubat animal. Why did he put it on a donkey? Good question. But that they changed it. They didn't want him to think the wrong thing. Well, Moshe, next Pasuk, this is the ninth one. I, I have on the side, I counted. I don't. I wasn't counting as we moved along. Sorry about that. Four lines from the bottom. And they added in with Shar Aratzos. Um, and it should be the added word Shloshim Shana Arbameos Shana. Rashi, very lengthy Rashi. We're not going to go through it because it would take us five minutes. Who discusses a mathematical challenge with this pasuk, and thus the reason as to why they changed the uh, the language of the pasuk. And uh, then it should have said Vaishlach es Atzile Bnei Israel. Uh, but Atzile is a word that can have some other implications, and they change it to Zaatute. Take a look at Rashi. Rashi, four lines from the bottom of the page. Zaatute Lashon Chashivus. And that you can't say which references children. It had to be a higher, stronger language. So they changed it to Zatute Ben Israel. And the next Pasuk as well, that was the 11th change. As we turn to the top of Testament Bays, the Gemara says about Moshe Rabbeinu, it should have been Lo Chamor, that he didn't touch anything of theirs. What's the exact language? Because it would have said I did not covet any of their animals. Okay, but maybe you coveted something else of theirs. You had to get rid of all that. I had no desires for anything that was theirs. Next, and we added in the word to forego a misunderstanding that could have happened. And as well, is also added. Um, and lastly, um, and I would say probably most strategically, is that you don't want to mess with Talmai HaMelech's wife. Talmai HaMelech's wife, her name was Arnevis. And an Arnevis is a hyrex or a rabbit, however we define it in modern English. The Kasvulo, instead of writing about the uh, Arnevis, that it was an Arnevis, they wrote, Es Tziras Haraglaim. 
the one with short legs. Wow. Shalom Yomar. Maybe she went by money. <laughs> that's not bad. That's Dr. Karish level humor right there. That is Dr. Karish level humor. That, that, that means you're an old man, Danny. Middle <laughs> you, you did start young, Dad. It's true. You did start young. Shalom Yomar. The Jews are joking around with me and my family. And they sneak in a little jab. They wrote my wife's name as an Arneva. So she's a, she's a little a furry animal, you know. So they, anyway, they took out her name and wrote Si'ire Raglain. Oh, Lachora. I mean, you know, Egyptian leadership has not historically been very good to the Jews. So I don't blame them for feeling a little uncomfortable. We also had a Pasuk and Chumash, which says that we were going to be to Mitzrayim for a while. So they had a lot to fear. They had a lot to fear. Now, remember where all this Brisa comes from. This is why we use Yavonis, right? So then let's get into the details about that. We're at the two dots, eight lines down or so, Testament base. Rashbag Omer, Af Besvarim Loitir Shechtvel Yavonis, Amr Rabbi Abo, Amr Rabbi Yochanan, Halacha Kirashbag. We hold like him that you can write the Torah only in Hebrew and in Yavonis. Amr Rabbi Yochanan, my time at the Rabbi Shimon Ben Gamliel, why does he say that you're allowed to use Yavonis? It's not because of Talmai Hamelech. It's not because of the fear of anybody. Else. That's not right. We don't change halacha because we're afraid of someone. That's not right. Amar cross says the Gemara, because the Pasuk says, It has to be from the family of Yefes. One of the members of the family of Yefes was Yavan. The words of the descendants of Yefes should be in the Yiddish Bate Medrash. And it's okay. It's a Pasuk and Chumash. It's not Hellenism. It's uh, the way we understand the Pasuk, says the Gemara. Yavan wasn't the only child of Yefes. The Amar Gomerumago. What about his other kids? Well, not Grace, it's Sadiqib. But maybe they had their own languages, and maybe we should include theirs instead of Yavanis. Says the Gemara. It has to be the best of all the languages. What was the best about it? Did it sound the best? Did it look the best? Did it feel whatever? Well, we don't know. The Gemara doesn't say. And that is why we have Yavanis. That brings us to a new Mishnah. We'll learn this next Mishnah and the next one. We'll go all three lines until the bottom of the page and then we'll stop. Tomorrow's blot is not small. The Amud Beis, Yudamud Beis is a big daf, but it's mostly Agatha and it moves pretty quickly. But let's get to, let's finish today's daf first. So about a quarter of the way down on Testament Beis, the Mishnah writes, Ein bein kohen mashuach b'shemen ha-mishcha l'meruba begadim elapar haba alkol ha-mitzvos. It used to be in the first base HaMikdash, and Rashi highlights this, that up until the times of King Yoshia, we used to have the cleave that had the oil for Mashiach B'Shemen, but then it was lost. So all the Kohanim Gedolim in the first base HaMikdash up to Yoshia were anointed by the oil. From the time of Yoshia and onwards, and certainly throughout the times of the second base HaMikdash, those Kohanim were not Mashuach B'Shemen. The way that they became a Kohen Gadol was by putting on all eight Begadim. It's what's called Meruba Begadim. So let's go back to our Mishnah. Ein Bain, there's no difference between a Kohen Gadol who's Meshuach Bashemen, Hamishcha, versus one who becomes a Kohen Gadol, the Meruba Begadim, by wearing a lot of clothing, the eight garments. Ella, Parhaba al Kola Mitzvos. What is a Parhaba al Kola Mitzvos? So Rashi, about 15 lines down, Dubramaschal, Parhaba al Kola Mitzvos, explains as follows Kohen Mashiach, if you have a Kohen Gadol, Shahore Heter Bedavar, who gave a leniency. But the leniency he gave was Shezidono Kares. He didn't do it on purpose, but he gave a leniency that had that action been done on purpose, then it would have been an, a, a Kares punishment. Let's say he told everyone today is the 
uh, today is not the 10th of uh, Tishrei. That is the ninth. And everybody ate bread and food and they ate uh, the right, the wrong amount of food on the wrong day. So since it was the Dono Kares, then he's obligated to bring this Korban. So the only time that a Kohen Gadol would have to bring that is if he's Mashuach Bashemen. But the person who's the Kohen Gadol who became the Kohen Gadol only by putting on the eight garments, he doesn't bring that Korban. That's part one of the Mishnah. Part two. Ein Bain. Kohen Meshamish, the Kohen Sha'avar. There's no difference between the current Kohen Gadol, the one who's Meshamish, who's serving, the Kohen Sha'avar, the Kohen Gadol Emeritus. There's no difference between them, Ella, to say, Paryom Akipurim Vasiri Sa'ifa, is that the Kohen Meshamish will bring the Paryom Akipurim and do the Asiri Sa'ifa, and the Kohen Emeritus, the Kohen Gadol Emeritus, will not. The Gemara opens, as it has all the way through with the Ein Bains, that in regards to the first part of the Mishnah, the difference between the Kohen Gadol, who's Meshach Bashemet, and the Kohen Gadol, who becomes the Kohen with Merubim Begadim, Halainian, Paryomakipurim Vasiris Ha'efa, it happens to be the factor that's mentioned in the second part of the Mishnah. But in regards to the ratio of the Mishnah, between these two types of, uh, of uh, uh, anointing a Kohen, that would be uh, the same for both of them. Zev is Eshav, and they both bring those items. And Masnis in our Mishnah, Deloki Rav Meir, cannot fit like the opinion of Rav Meir. Because in the ratio of our Mishnah, we said that the difference between a Kohen, Mashiach, Hashem, and a Mishnah, and a coin of Merubah Begadim, we said the difference was that only the coin Meshach B'Shem and Amishcha would bring this par when there is a, a mistake in his psak. But Rav Meir doesn't hold that way. The Rav Meir, if it was Rav Meir Hatanya, the Brisa writes, explicitly not like our Mishnah. Merubah Begadim, maybe par ha-ba'al kol Rav Meir, explicitly. Our Mishnah says that it's only the coin coin Meshach B'Shem and Amishcha. Rav Meir says, it's even the guy of Merubah Begadim. The Chachamim are probably the authors of our Mishnah who argue against Rav Meir. And ask the Gemara, my time of Rav Meir. Why does Rav Meir say that the Kohen who became the Kohen Gadol by Merubah Begadim, by putting on all eight Begadim, why does he say that he's Chayv in this Korban? So he says, it's pretty simple, I have a Brisa. What does the Brisa say? Halfway down, the Tanya, Mashiach, the Pasuk refers to Mashiach, and the Elamashuach B'Shem and Amishcha. I only know that the korban of the par is brought by a kohen gadol who gets anointed with the mashiach b'shem and amishcha. The ruba begadim inayin. How do I know that a kohen gadol who becomes the kohen gadol because he was meruba begadim, he put on a begadim that he's going to bring this korban? Tamalomar hamashiach. So very good. So it's very clear from this presentation that Rav Meir cannot be the author of our Mishnah because the Reisha says that the par is not brought by a Kohen Gadol who is only a Kohen Gadol by having put on the Merubah Begadim. But Rav Meir says that is the case. So that doesn't work. So then the Gemara argues this idea. How did you just establish our Mishnah? You said it was the Loki Rav Meir. You said that our Mishnah is not like Rav Meir. Says the Gemara, but I'm stuck. A Masefa, when I look at the end of our Mishnah, that is exactly Rav Meir. And that's going to pose a problem. A Masefa, what does our Brisa say? What does our Mishnah say? Ain ben Kohen Mishamish, the Kohen Sha'avar, there's no difference between the current active Kohen Gadol and the Kohen Gadol Emeritus. And the way that it works out is that Rav Meir perfectly agrees with this idea of the safe of our Mishnah, that the difference between the active Kohen Gadol and the Kohen Gadol Emeritus is whether or not they bring the Paryom Akipurim and make the daily Asir Saifa. And how do we know that Rav Meir agrees with the Saifa? Titania, the Brisa writes and tells us this exactly. Ira Bopsul, if the current Kohen becomes puzzle, Uminu Kohen Acher Tachtov, and they, they pull someone out of the bullpen, Southpaw, Oh, that's illegal, actually. You can't pull a southpaw for a coin <laughs> gun. I didn't even think about that until it happened. 
All right, we need a righty. So they, they bring in the righty coin and he, he takes over. He's just filling in. Now, when Rishon Choser Labodaso, when the first coin Gadol heals from his psul, he's back at the post, Shani, then the second coin, the one who filled in, Kol Mitzvah's Kuna Gadola Alav, he still has the status of a coin Gadol, just like our Mishnah. Divri Reb Meir. However, Rabbi Yossi Omer Choser, Rishon Choser Labodaso, that when the initial coin who became puzzle comes back to work, Shani Eno Roy Lo Lekoin Gadol, Lo Lekoin Hedyot, he's out of work. If you have a coin Gadol who substitutes even for a day, he can never again be the coin Gadol, and he can never again be the coin Hedyot. And this actually happened two-thirds of the way down. Bama Rabbi Yossi, Maisab Rabbi Yosef ben Ulam Mitzipori. Rabbi Yosef ben Ulam from Tzipori, Sheir Bopsul the coin Gadol, the initial coin Gadol, the primary coin Gadol had a psul. Uminuhu Tachta. And this Yid was put in a Chashba Yid. He became the coin Gadol. They said, okay, the initial coin came back. What does this Jew do? What's his behavior? The Amru, they said, like Rabbi Yossi said, in our the Brisa we just learned, Rishon Chozer Lavodasa. When the first guy comes back, Sheni Eno Rawi Lola Coin Gadol Lola Coin Hedyot. He's out of work. Coin Gadol Mishum Eva. He can't be a viable option for a Coin Gadol because that will cause for tension between the current and the and him as a backup. Coin Hedyot is not allowed. Why can't you be a Coin Hedyot once you've been the Coin Gadol because of the halachic principle Mishum Malin Bekodesh Vein Moridin. How many begadim do you wear when you're a Kohen Gadol? Eight. So now you're going to go back down and wear four. Pasnished. It's Malin B'Kodesh Vein Moridin. You can only go up. So once the guy is pulled out of the bullpen to become the Kohen Gadol, he could never be a Kohen Hedyot ever again. He's done. Now, what do we see from here? We see that uh, in, in uh, the totality of our Gemara, that the Resha does not work for, for Rev Meir, but the Seifa fits perfectly with Rev Meir. So says the Gemara, where uh, 12 lines from the bottom of the page, Resha Rabbanon, the Sefer of Meir. Are you going to tell me that the Resha, which definitely doesn't work for Rav Meir, is the Rabbanon, and the end which works for Rav Meir is Rav Meir? That's not the right way to write a Mishnah. The right way to write a Mishnah is to have everyone be the same Shita. You're not giving me any names in our Mishnah. It's, it's an anonymous Mishnah. Everything should be the same. So tell me it's all Rav Meir. Tell me that it's all Rabbanon. But you're going to tell me the ratio, the first two lines of the Mishnah is, Rav Meir, is uh, the Rabbanan and the Seifa is Rav Meir. So Rav Chizet seemed to not really have much of a problem with that. Not a type A personality where he's going to be so rigid about it. Um, Rav in, yeah, no problem. Resha Rabbanan, the Seifa Rav Meir, who cares? What's the problem? Says the Gemara, Rav Yosef Amar, no, that's not correct. You're right. It really should all be one person's psak. And that is, in fact, the case. Rav Yosef Amar, Revihi. This Mishnah follows the Shita of Rebbe, Resha, and Seva. It just happens to be Yunasifladibitanoi. He happens to hold like different people. He holds like the Rabbanan for the Resha and Rebmeir for the Seifa. But still, our authorship of our Mishnah is under the auspices of Rebbe. One more quick Mishnah, and then we'll stop uh, and the Gemara to follow. The Gemara says, Ain bain Bama Gedola, the Bama Katana El At times in Jewish history, we were allowed to use a Bama. Not always, at rare times. We'll discuss some of that a little bit more tomorrow. Abama Gdola was basically a reference to the Mizbeach in a Mishkan, whenever the Mishkan was standing. And Abama Ketana is a self-built, man-made uh, type of pyre where korbanos were brought. The only difference between them is Psachim, that El Psachim, that when it comes to the Korban Pesach that has to be brought on Abama Gdola, on a Mizbeach in a Mishkan, and Abama Ketana cannot be brought. But then the Mishnah goes on to contradict itself. Zehaklal. Uh, here's the general rule. Whenever there is something that is then it can be brought on a bama. 
Um, however, if it's a korban that was not guaranteed, that you no one promised to Hashem, so I don't understand. Says the Gemara, you said that the difference between Abama Gadol and Abama Ketana is Psachim. But then the second half of the Mishnah says, not only Bama, not only Psachim, but any Korban that's low nidir or low nidir also can't be brought. So it's not just Psachim. The Gemara says, you're right. It doesn't mean, didn't mean it the way you're reading it. Ema, Kein Psachim. It's only that it is like the Korban Pesach. Says the Gemara, money. Who is our Mishnah like? That's Rib Shimon, the Tanya. Rib Shimon Omer, Af Tzibor, the only korbanos that could be brought on Obama, says Rav Shimon, is the korban Pesach and chovos that have to come at a specific time. If you have a, uh, if you have if you have an obligatory korban that you have to bring, but it doesn't come with a specific time, that can't be brought neither on Obama Ketana or on Obama Gadola. We'll stop right here. It's Hashem tomorrow night, 8.40. We will pick up at the very bottom of Testament Bays with yet another Ain Bain. Wishing you all a beautiful night.